Hello and welcome to the Carla Eli Show. I'm your host, Carla Eli, and I'm here to guide women towards wisdom so they may unlock an abundant life by mastering the feminine balance. And in this segment of the Carla Eli Show, we are going to be titling it Wisdom. So in this week, we're going to title it Friday Wisdom to go in deeper into the concepts that I talked about on Monday flows or Saturday flows. So let's get into today's lecture. The lecture is really for the people who feel called out to do more, who have this responsibility on their shoulders that they know that they were meant to create some sort of change in their current culture, in society, or just social norms in general. And we're going to be diving into the concepts of the law of attraction and the law of love. I know that I talked about that earlier this week, but I wanted to do a, an even more intense dive into it because I still think there's a lot of holes that should be filled up from those two concepts, mainly the law of love. I think that I didn't do justice to what the law of love actually means. So really, this is <laughs> for you to understand why the law of love is so important and why it's necessary for us to operate in that way. Uh, because the law of attraction is very, very sneaky. And it's almost like the first step into practicing witchcraft or into practicing magic, and you don't even know it. Um, so I really want us to be alert. And I want us to be able to distinguish the difference between what God gives and what deception is, if you know what I mean. Again, I am transitioning into a more faith-based channel. If you're not a believer of God and you're a believer in the universe and of crystals and all that good jazz, this channel is not going to be for you because I'm going to be very Christian slash faith-based. Um, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but just as a disclaimer, this is for the women who are more who are more Christian faith-based. If this does not resonate with you, I urge you to, you could still watch and listen to the concepts, but there's going to be a lot of contradiction between what I teach you and what other gurus might teach you. But without further ado, let's get into today's lecture. This lecture is going to be titled The Purpose of Being Chosen. Last time we spoke, I talked about the importance of being and why it's really important for us to be before we can do and therefore have. And so really, I want us to first take in a deep breath before we dive into this lecture because I'm about to get deep. I don't think any of you have seen me get this deep. If you're a client of mine or if you've worked with me before, you know how Carla can get. But if you're new to this side of, of YouTube, if you're new to this side of Carla, we are about to get deep. This is how I communicate with God. And this is how God really just shows me his wisdom. And I'm showing you what our conversations go. So please bear with me. If I get too spiritual, you're more than welcome to step out whenever, if you, if you feel like it or pause and come back to it later, because I'm about to dump a lot of good gems onto all of you. Without further ado, let's get into it. The purpose of being chosen. What is the purpose of being chosen, right? If you have this deep desire to create change, to be the light, to be a role model, right? And usually this deep desire, you don't even realize it that you have it because you're already doing it. It just comes so naturally to you, right? And this is coming from personal experience. I go into any room, I don't go unnoticed. I, I don't go unnoticed. And I'm sure that there's a lot of you who follow me who are the same way. That's why you're attracted to me to begin with. I know that you are beautiful. I know that it's super easy for you to get who you want, when you want, at the time that you want. And if you're not there yet, as soon as we dive into these concepts, you are going to start getting that same energy and that same vibe. It just takes one person to believe in you. And I'm here to tell you that I believe in you. So what is the purpose of being chosen? You are a representative of the kingdom. Something that my mom would always tell me every single morning um, when I would go to school is, don't forget to wear your crown. You represent a kingdom. So act right. 
show up for your last name, show up for your name, because you represent a kingdom. And I'm here to tell you the same thing. If you didn't have a parent telling you this, take me, take me as your parent, take me as your mom or your dad, whatever figure, adult figure you need, take me and let me be that voice for you. If you feel in your heart that you are meant to create change and challenge the status quo, I'm here to tell you that you represent a kingdom. You are royal. You are luxury. You have made new every day. So act like it. That is a purpose of being chosen. Sometimes we like to glorify ourselves, but the moment that we start to glorify ourselves and battle with that spirit of vanity, right? When we become vain, we lose our grace. We lose our favor. Because the thing that we need to recognize is the light that is inside of us, it's not, it doesn't directly come from us. It comes from your father in heaven who gave you peace, who gave you grace, who gave you favor. Use it wisely. You are called to be set apart so others may learn from you. That is the purpose of being chosen. You don't put a lamp under your bed, right? You put it on your nightstand so that it can shine light, so that it can bring, so that it could be the light in the midst of darkness, so that you could see. Same here. You're not meant to to dwell in self doubt. You're not. You weren't meant to hide. You are set apart for a reason. And a lot of people think that being set apart means being a pikmisha. Not in this case, babe. You're not being a pikmisha because you're not the same as everybody else. The difference is you understand that you have purpose and what a beautiful place to be in. How sad would it be if you didn't know what you wanted to do with your life? I'm not saying if you're in that position to like crucify me. But this message is specifically for the women who know that they are here for a reason, who have no doubt in their minds that they are called out to be set apart. Because let me tell you something, we struggle the most, by the way, because our, we shine so bright that it's kind of annoying for everybody else that doesn't have shine, who doesn't have glitter, who doesn't have that sprinkle sprinkle, if you know what I mean, Right? You are called to be set apart so others may learn from you. We live in a society and in a culture where everything's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look, look what I'm doing. Look what I just got. Look at my bag, look at my nails, look at my ring, look at my jewelry. But no one is saying and no one is doing this. Come and look and learn from me. Learn from me. The moment that you decide to stop saying, look at me and start saying, learn from me. Oh, babe, you dominate the space because it takes humbleness and it takes responsibility and accountability to be able to say, learn from me. Judge me if you have to. And usually if you're anything like me, if you have this archetype, in a way we were built to hold onto this responsibility. We were built to carry this heavy weight on our shoulders and make it look effortless. And that's why we don't fit in everywhere because we make everything look effortless, right? You're created to glorify the one who gave you a heart of service to receive divine wisdom. Babe, not everybody can receive wisdom, by the way. Just so you know, not everybody has the ability to receive wisdom the way you and I do. Oh yeah, I'm speaking to you, queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm speaking to you. All my Latinas. Where are my Latina babies at? Where are my Latinas at? You know we're spicy. <laughs> you know we're not afraid to call you out, and I'm not afraid to call you out right now. You were given a heart of service to receive divine wisdom. A heart of service. Remember that, okay? Because that is what separates the law of attraction versus the law of love. Big difference. You were created to receive divine wisdom from the one and only God himself. 
You were meant to glorify him. You were meant to show others how amazing he is, how his love truly is. So how could you show his glory if you're hiding, if you're in doubt, if you're so full of yourself, if you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't have clarity in what your purpose is, how do you expect to glorify his name? Let's continue. We're going to be analyzing two different types of hearts, but we're going to start with the heart of control. When I was learning the difference between the law of attraction versus the law of love, I was like, okay, God, why is it that I can understand your word? I can understand scripture. I can have a whole conversation with you. I know what I'm supposed to do in this world, but other people, I give them the same advice and I tell them what I do and it's not the same. What type of heart are you looking for? What makes me so special? Why am I chosen? And so he really put this on my heart and said, analyze the heart of a control and gave me this verse. When a Samaritan woman came down to the water to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As it also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. So whenever he gave me this word, first of all, I was like, hold on, <laughs> not that one. I was like, okay. This is what you mean. God, this is what you mean. The Samaritan woman had the heart of, had the heart of control. Not only did she say no to Jesus, right? She literally rejected him and said, "No, I'm not getting you water. What makes you think that me, a Samaritan woman, is going to have direct contact with you, Jew?" Right? That was her first reaction, her first instinct. And then later on, when, when Jesus said, well, like, well, if you knew like who I was, like, you wouldn't be saying that. And then she said, oh, well, either way, like you don't have a cup or you don't have anything for me to like go get the water and the well is deep. How many of us have done that? How many of us are guilty of that? I'll, I'll admit, I've been guilty to that before of excuses. When someone is literally trying to give you a gift and you're just like, nope, I'm not receiving, Right. And then all of a sudden, Jesus says, oh, by the way, I have something that you will most likely want. If you would have granted me water, I would have given you something even better. And then you know what she says after that? She says, let's read it again. She says, sir, give me this water. How many of you, actually, I'm not even going to ask that question. I have received so many people all the time on my comments and they always say Carla how can I get a provider man Carla how can I meet the love of my life Carla how can I know my purpose and time and time again I always direct them to the same thing right it's like do the inner work do the inner work but they do not want to do the inner work I know that I'm not talking to those ladies here who, who are watching this if you are watching this right now you do not resonate with that right I would hope not because that's what sets this is what is setting us apart right we, we don't, I would like to think that we don't have the heart of control, but maybe some of us are, you know, in this heart. And I ask you to analyze yourself. Are you that person that someone is giving the solution to you? And you're just like, oh, but where? Babe, I literally just told you where. That, that's literally what Jesus was saying. He's like, I literally just told you how you could get this living water, but you weren't. Ooh, I almost said, I almost said a word that I was going to give it away for our next slide you didn't you weren't being so you didn't know what to do do you see that you see how the samaritan woman wasn't didn't have it in her heart to serve <laughs> keep that in mind for later let's move on to the next slide 
the heart of control, desire, do, and in that do is control, and then they have, right? So a lot of the times, the way that the law of attraction works is starting off with a burning desire, right? I've heard that if you've read um, Think and Grow Rich, you know what I'm talking about, this burning desire. Usually this burning desire stems from some a uh, place of selfishness, greed, and me, 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 and me, right? The heart of control. You can't get out of your head because you're so stuck on you, you, and you. Same thing with the law of attraction. A lot of the times they say, when you let it go, it comes back to you, but that's still being selfish. Still being selfish. So a lot of the time, steps one for the for the law of attraction, same thing. The desire component is extremely selfish, greedy. And so when you go on to the next step, right, on the doing portion, all you do is control. Well, how can I do this? Well, how can I control this? Well, no, I want, no, I, I've never really practiced a law of attraction, so I wouldn't really know. But all of a sudden you realize that you have the control. And in, in the second step, when you start attracting things or when you start doing practices like writing it down in your journal, I don't know how many times they ask you to write it down before it actually comes true, right? You are essentially controlling the universe. That's what you make yourself believe when you're in the law of attraction. You are so delulu that you actually have control over this. But what you don't realize that you're doing, right, is that you're alerting other spirits who might not have the best intention for you to give you what you're looking for, babe. That's what's happening. And then you have it. And then a lot of you, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, law of attraction works. Of course, baby, it's going to work because it's a cheap copy of the law of love. We all know that there's a yin and yang force, right? And when you are called to do something, this might look appealing to you. And it's so deceiving to have the heart of control because it's fun. It gives you a sense of power because control in a way is power. Am I making sense? Let's go on to the next slide. We're going to analyze the heart of obedience. So as soon as I read the Samaritan, the, the Samaritan woman scripture, I was like, okay, God just kept telling me, look at how Jesus chose Peter. Look at how Jesus chose his first disciple. What was the difference? How come Peter got to be selected? Why was he selected? And so the first thing that came to mind was like obedience and let's analyze his heart. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little, to pull out a little from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because it's ye, but because you so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. It's Luke 5, 1 through 6. So the heart of obedience do you see the difference between the Samaritan woman and Peter? Peter was Peter didn't even ask Jesus anything. He's like, okay, well, you're here. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Both times when he when Jesus asked him to pull from ashore a little bit so that he can be on his boat, right? And then the second time when he asked him to lay down the fishnets, and Peter said, "Well, just so you know, we've been working all night." Um, we haven't caught anything, but because it's you, I'll make an exception. Like, okay, like I'll do it. And Jesus gave him everything in abundance. He gave him so much fish that the net started to break. Do you want to know the key difference here? It's because Peter had the heart of service. The Samaritan woman was like, me, me, me. How can give me this eternal water, right? But Peter, on the contrary, he's like, okay, I'll do what you say. I'll do what you say. Because he understood that those fish weren't just for him. It was to give out to the people. He also understood that Jesus speaking to the crowd wasn't just for him to listen, but for everybody else to listen. 
He had a heart of service and was ready to be obedient. That's the key component between the law of attraction and the law of love. The law of attraction is all about you, you controlling, you having power, I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. You start to worship yourself and that leads you into doing crystals. That leads you into reading tarot cards. That leads you into trying to read into the future, right? Because then you're going to want to know more and more and more and reach the next level. But here, what God is asking us to do is to do the complete opposite. It's to be obedient, to learn what, to learn when to let down the fishnets, when to push from ashore, to have that wisdom, to be able to listen to his voice and to recognize when it's him and everything will be given to you because you recognize that you are not the one with the power, but it's the one who sent you that is giving you access to this limitless of abundance. It's limitless. And that's the key component. The key component is the heart. And Peter had the heart of obedience, the heart to serve. Let's go on. I meant to put the heart of obedience here, but it says a heart of control, my bad. So the being component of a heart of obedience, right? When someone is obedient, their being, their natural being is a heart to serve. It's having the heart to serve. They're not doing it just for themselves. They're doing it for others as well. They're thinking about the bigger picture here. It's, they're thinking about other people's problems and how to solve them because they have a heart to serve. So naturally, they're inclined to giving advice. They're inclined to connecting with people, right? And so because it's just so natural to them, the doing part is obedience because they're obedient right? They're obedient to their heavenly father. Everything they do is blameless. Hence, then they are given everything. Then you are given everything because you're not trying to control because you surrender. And that's, this is when you become humble. And when you operate from a heart of service, everything is given to you. And this could be applied anywhere and everywhere in business, in your personal life, AKA romantic relationships, your friendships, your relationship with your family. This can be applied everywhere. Let's continue. Why is it so hard for people to create a connection with God? Again, I asked myself this question and I wanted to know more. So I kept asking myself, why is it hard for people to create a connection with God? Like I said before, whenever I guide people to have a relationship with God and they're just not connected the way that I am, I realize how thankful I am with my creator and my father and for this amazing connection that we have. But it frustrated me because I'm like, why, why is it that not everybody can connect the way that I connect? Because I want everybody to understand how wonderful it is to have a sense of direction and to have, you know, a life of peace, a mind of peace, a mind of joy, and truly a fulfilled heart. I want everybody around me to feel what I feel and to experience the things that I've experienced and to wake up and be content right? And if you are a lady who is watching this and you're like, oh girl, I get you. Me and God have the same relationship. I just have to tell you that you are seriously chosen. You have no idea how hard it is for people to connect with God, for people to even recognize that there is a higher power, that there is a creator. People are so mentally blocked and so, and yet so hungry to learn more about spiritual things. And then they tap into the new age stuff and crystals and tarot readings and like all this awful things. Sorry, if you're, you're if you're in that sphere, I'm sorry to tell you that's just nasty to me. It's unacceptable to me. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but sorry. Um, but I'm here to tell you that there's another way. There's a better way, actually. And I'm about to show you why. I'm about to show you why it's hard for people to create a connection with God. So Everybody should know uh, Chanel and Sheehan, right? So Sheehan versus Chanel. I should have fixed this presentation a little bit better, but you guys get the point. Even the aesthetics are different. Even the aesthetics are different. But 
what can you assume are the differences between Shein and Chanel? I mean, look at Shein even tried copying like the similar branding of Chanel as well, like the very simple name, whatnot. But it's obviously not the same. So let's analyze what the difference, what the differences are. By the way, I'm assuming you know what this is leading to. How this is like the law of attraction, and over here, Chanel is a law of love because. God is luxury. You are royal, right? So you are automatically luxurious, okay? Let's dive into this deeper. So Shein, the law of attraction is fast fashion. Again, I apologize for this presentation. It's like cut off. Anyways, you can master the skill of attracting within weeks. It's easy, easily accessible to everyone. It requires no focus or discipline. Short-term pleasure follows trends. Shein doesn't really have a branding. The, their branding is literally to be cheap. Ugh, I had to be the one to say it. I had to be the one to say it. Their branding is literally to be cheap. It's easy to access. It's fast delivery. It's like you can buy anything at any time, at any place. Like it's it's just cheap, right? Again, it requires no focus or discipline from your end to buy something from there. It doesn't cost you anything. It's not, you don't see it as an investment. You see it as an expense, because you know that that Shein outfit is only going to last you like maybe two washes. Same thing with the law of attraction, by the way. A lot of people try to get into the law of attraction, but they're like, it's not the same. Like repeating these mantras aren't the same. And it's almost exhausting because they feel so surface level because they are surface level, right? And it's a short-term pleasure. So what I mean by short-term pleasure is whenever you buy a Shein to try to fit in with the trend, it's short-term because within like two months, there's a new trend, right? Right now there's this whole old money aesthetic or this, um, what is it? Coquette or croquette aesthetic, whatever it is. It's just like, it's exhausting. Honestly, I am not a big fan of any of this. I I'm a person who likes to be timeless. Um, and I've always been that way. I'm pretty sure a lot of you can relate to this. Like a lot of the things that are in trend now, I'm like, girl, I've been wearing this for a really long time. Call me a pygmisha if you must. I really seriously do not care. But you know what I mean? There are just timeless pieces. And Chanel, Chanel understands that. The law of love is luxury. See, the reason why it's hard for people to connect with God is because they only understand fast fashion. A lot of people from the world, a lot of people don't understand what luxury or the mindset of people of luxury, right? And let me get you on the game. Let me let me get you to understand the difference between the two. The law of love, again, is luxury. To master practice, you must invest. Again, I spoke about the difference between investment and, um, what is it? Investment and expense. Fast fashion is expense, right? It's an expense. You're like, eh, it's a, it'll last me two washes, but at least I'll be in trend, right? But here with Chanel, it's the complete opposite. If you're going to buy something from Chanel, you have to see it as an investment, something that is going to last you a long time, right? So the second bullet point, not easy to comprehend or understand. It's not easy for everybody to access Chanel. Not everybody can. I'll be honest, I can't. I, I can barely access their makeup, their perfume, their lipsticks. I can access that, but I can't yet access their jewelry or their or their clothing not yet right and i'm totally fine with that because chanel's taking me through a journey chanel is taking me through a journey so um it requires focus and discipline and it's also timeless it will always be in trend because chanel sets the trend are you getting this <laughs> You ladies feeling this? And the same way with the law of love. With the law of love, it takes practice. It takes you having to sit down with God and have a date. And have a date with him. Have a conversation with him. Talk to him. Ask him questions. Challenge him even. Be like, or by you challenging him, you're challenging yourself. Ask him the deep, hardcore questions. And then look for it within scripture. It takes practice. It's an investment. And it's not easy to comprehend how many of you struggle with comprehending God's scripture or like, you know, scripture in general. But when you have a heart of service and when your heart is in the right place, everything is given to you. 
And see, that's the difference between the law of attraction and the law of love. The law of attraction, it's not easy. It's, it's not hard to understand because you're so focused on yourself. And remember, what did I say? Please pay attention to this. There's a yin and yang to everything. So when you're constantly repeating mantras, consistently writing it down, and you're like letting everybody know what you're, what you're trying to manifest or whatever, you know what? who else you're letting them know? You're letting the other crowd know, babe. You're letting the other crowd know. But when you practice the law of love, you only let one person know. The one that matters. Because he analyzes your heart. He wants to see what's in there. Because he's like, okay, should I give her everything now or should I wait? How's her heart? It's not easy. I'm not here to tell you that it's that it's easy. At some point, it does become easy. Like my conversations with God are easy, and my connection with Him is just, you know. But it takes practice. It it takes repetition for you to get to that point. I don't want you to think like it's impossible for you to be able to reach God. Absolutely not. That Jesus made it accessible. But the reason why people think it's hard is because it requires discipline. It requires for you to see it as an investment. Because guess what? God also doesn't want to, oh my gosh, I don't think that I should say that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But God is looking for a specific heart. He can't work with a heart that isn't ready. He can work with a heart that is ready and tender for him to work with. But it takes us to be vulnerable, accountable, even like surrender in a way. Right? Let's look at the next slide. Oopsies. I'm a little ahead of myself. So I'm going to teach you guys. I know that this is a little long, but like I said, it's going to be long. Chosen wisdom teach, right? So this is a process that I built out. I'm trying to give you guys as many examples as I can for you to be able to connect these two. So this process that I made, usually you are chosen and then you are given the type of wisdom so that you could teach it to the world, right? So the purpose of being chosen is to gain that wisdom, to gain that understanding so that you can teach and guide people towards the right direction. This is where the heart of service is at, right? And in the wisdom component, you have a decision to make. So in each of these steps, you have a decision and, and let's talk about those decisions. Sorry again. Ah! I'm getting used to this. Okay. So how did I, how can you go from being chosen to wisdom, right? So once you're chosen, you have like this calling since birth. A lot of us feel it. If you're a woman like myself, you most likely feel it. Like I was born to do something big. I was born to challenge this XYZ norm, right? And most of the time, because it's within your heart, you're given the wisdom that correlates back to your purpose. And I'll give you a personal example. I knew since I was a little, little girl, like I said in the previous video, that I wanted to be a wife. I wanted to be a wife. I'm a hopeless romantic, you guys. Like, I'm a, I'm a love bird. Like, I, I'm that girl. Like, I'm that girl that just likes to be in love that likes romance movies, that likes rom-coms. I'm that girl that's, that I just, I can live in pink. I can live in pink. I love Valentine's Day. I love the roses. I love the cheesy things. That's me. And guess what? Guess what type of wisdom God gave me? He gave me the wisdom to understand men at a very young age. I analyze patterns. I see the similarities. It's not hard for me to understand men at all. And I think for the most part, um, if we're really tapped into our feminine energy, which I'll get into that in another class, when you're tapped into your feminine energy, it's really easy to understand men. But to get there takes a little bit, right? So once you're chosen, you're given this wisdom. It all varies depending on what it is that you like, right? And the different types of wisdoms, let's let's talk about them. So usually they are always connected. Sorry, I'm going to move myself right here. 
usually the wisdoms have to do with three categories. Most of the time it's the self. So purpose, self-worth, mindset, right? So in like the health department or like purposeful partners, which is where I resonate in, that wisdom that was given to me was in marriage, in dating, and relationships. And then the third one, it's like the foundation, education, values, morals, finance. It doesn't necessarily have to be with romantic relationships. It's just me personally. That's where God gave me the wisdom. He just like said, here, here you go. Here's the wisdom that I, I'm teaching you so that you can teach other women, right? And it could, if you, if you are the one that is being chosen, right? It doesn't necessarily have to resonate with love. It could be on the self, teaching people their purpose, how to find their self-worth, how to work on their mindset. It could teach, you know, now the second component, it's like romantic relationships or the third type of wisdom. It's in the foundation of things, how things are set out and education and values and morals and finance. You have all of these options and God really pours in, he pours his wisdom onto you if you allow yourself to be poured into, right? Let's go to the next slide. So here's the difference between the law of attraction and the law of love whenever you're chosen, right? Because you can decide which one you want to practice. So a lot of people who are chosen either take these two routes, right? So let's talk about the law of attraction first. A lot of people say, or a lot of people can categorize the wisdom that God has bestowed on, onto me as experience. But the thing is, I have only been in three relationships all my life and I got married my third you know my my third one and I don't have a lot of experience so I, I really don't like I'm not the type to be like oh he broke my heart let me date again no that wasn't me I got my heart broken once and that's all it took I was like absolutely not I'm not doing that again I know so I said absolutely not but people who practice a law of attraction are in consistent circles. They're like, okay, I have to do it again. I have to try again, blah, 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 to attract this partner or whatever. So people who practice a law of attraction because they're so focused on themselves all the time, they get experience, right? But people who are in the heart of service, in the heart of obedience, they don't get experience, but they get something better. They get wisdom. They get wisdom. So what God was pouring into me during this experience was like, I'm gonna teach you how you can get from dating to marriage fast. Because here's the thing. I'm a girl with many, many plans. And if you are a chosen one, if you have this calling, you have no time to waste. And if you live in this land of like, I have all this time, blah, 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 like good for you. But for me, and I'm pretty sure for most of you, I have no time to waste my time is extremely valuable and that's how I see it. So I operated through the law of love and I gained wisdom. I didn't have to go through 10, 20 heartbreaks. I didn't have to go through so much trauma to find my partner because I was what? Obedient. God was telling me, don't do this. Don't do that. By how, how did I know that God was telling me that? Oh, I read scripture. By the way, people who practice the law of attraction, they figure it out either on by their by themselves or they get advice from other people. But again, we know that the law of attraction is, is stemmed from greed and selfishness. And you, 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 you don't want that. You want to be given wisdom and granted wisdom. Let's go to the next slide. So how did I go from wisdom to teaching? This is, again, you have another option here. You can decide to either practice a law of attraction or practice a law of love. And when you have this wisdom, you will find that we will react in two ways. If you are the chosen one, if you follow the law of attraction, you're going to conceal all the wisdom that God has poured onto you. Because again, the law of attraction or that experience that you have, let's say that you follow the law of attraction all the way through, you're going to gain experience. And because you gained experience, you're going to be kind of like embarrassed about all the experience that you have. And then after that, you're going to conceal the secrets by using the law of attraction. And at that point, I wouldn't be surprised if you become a witch because you're like, I've tried so many times and I want more power. And then finally, once you're there, once you have everything you want, you're going to conceal how you actually get it. And you're going to teach people how to like practice witchcraft. Good for you. We don't want that. Right. Because again, it's based off of selfish principles. I'm really just going hammer on the law of attraction. Uh, Cause guess what? I'm mad at the law of attraction. I'm mad at people who taught the law of attraction. Because it's such a cheap copy of the law of love. The law of love is luxury. The law of attraction is cheap. Think of Shein. 
Every time someone says, how to practice law of attraction, I want you to be like, ew, cheap. That isn't, no, uh-uh. I have a heart to serve. Sorry, I'm so passionate about this right now. Telling you, I'm telling you, baby. Anyway, so the law, of, once you practice the law of love, you teach. Again, I'm not saying that everybody who practices the law of attraction conceals. Most of the people who practice the law of attraction might teach you, you know, their ways and their, their teachings and stuff. But again, we don't want to be rooted in selfishness. When you point it back to the law of love and you actually teach and you're ready to pour into people, you receive clarity on the people that you're supposed to work with. And because you have a heart to serve, you do it out of love and you know how to price everything because you're going to make a business. By the way, by the way, all of this wisdom that you're getting, baby girl, it's not for free. Mm -mm. So another thing, if you are chosen, you are chosen, that wisdom that you have, that advice that you, that, that you have in your heart and you're just like ready to pour into the world, baby girl, that needs to have $8 sign tag next to it. Needs to have a dollar sign. Dollar sign. That might be controversial for some of us, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And if you don't believe me that God wants you in that realm, think about the story of Daniel. Think about the story of Salmon, the king, the wisest king. Think of David. Think of all these people who had the gift of communication, the gift of wisdom and understanding. How much money? They were always placed next to kings, literal kings, because it's worth so much money. Mm-hmm. That's okay for a little bit. When you operate within the law of love, it is so much easier for you to teach, for you to have conversations, for you to want to be with people and want to give them the same life that you have because you want other people to be happy. Why? Because you have a heart of service. When you are in the law of attraction, you're like, ugh, people don't deserve me. You forget about being humble and you conceal all of those secrets you conceal, you conceal because you're embarrassed of how you got to that point. But when you practice a law of love, there is nothing to be ashamed of. This is coming from personal experience. Because I let wisdom guide me, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I'm so proud of every single step that I made in my life for my future spouse and for me. Because I said yes to wisdom. When God called my name, I said, yes, take me with you. And I was obedient because I have a heart to serve. And so do you. That's why you're listening to this right now. Period. Sorry. Continuing. You have the ability to bless thousands by having a heart that is ready to serve. Ladies, you have the ability to bless thousands by having a heart that is ready to serve. <laughs> what? Peter fed thousands of people that day where he let when he let out those fishnets because he had a heart ready to serve. If you are chosen, if you have been chosen for a greater purpose, if you have been chosen, this is the reason why, because you have the ability to bless thousands. You have no idea how many people are thirsty for you. How many people thirst? And you have everlasting like love in you. You have eternal water, the, the eternal water that Jesus was talking about. You have that inside of you. But because you're either hiding or you're in your head or you're in self-doubt or you're battling the things that you shouldn't be battling, you can't show to the world that you are chosen and people are missing out. And I'm here to keep you accountable. You need to be blessing people. Okay. You have an audience of one. So throughout this process, and I guess this is a little bit of story time. So let me tell you something. When you have this wisdom, people are going to be so surprised that you're either like super young or you might not like 
let's just use me as an example. I'll be the martyr. I'll be the person who lets all her little stuff out. So <sighs> obviously I'm extremely controversial, controversial, right? I'm controversial. People love me. People hate me. People dislike me. People like me. People fall in love with me and they break up with me. Like that. I'm extremely controversial, right? Because I make people think critically. I challenge people's beliefs. And honestly, I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care how many people watch me. That doesn't intimidate me. Because the one that intimidates me is upstairs, that man upstairs. Because I understand that I have an audience of one. So no matter what, people could say whatever they want about me. They can throw dirt on my name. They can try to shame me and push me down. But guess what? I don't get my strength. I don't have my strength. And I don't get my strength from people's comments of what they say about me, good or bad. What gives me strength is scripture. What gives me strength is God. And what gives me that confidence to walk up and tell people and guide people and advise people on their marriages and their relationships is because it's not coming from me, y'all. Where do you think I get this wisdom from? Be so for real. Not from me. I've only been on this earth 24 years. And how is it possible that I am so much mature than women who are 40? I understand concepts that women and they would never understand in their lifetime. You want to know why? Because I get it from the source. Because I'm in luxury, baby. I'm in luxury because I am royal. And I'm here to tell you that so are you. What's all this law of attraction BS, please? All this like, let me read your tarot cards. All this like, let me, let me see the crystals. What the heck is that? Are you serious right now? When God is seriously giving you like a diamond and you're like, no, I don't want this beautiful diamond. I want crystals. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to piss people off. I don't care. I don't care. People need to hear this. People need to wake up. And I'm going to be that person for you. The moment that you start tapping into all of those juju things. Oh, oh. And let me tell you something, God is pulling away, God is seriously, it's starting to happen where there's this division of people who believe wholeheartedly that Jesus Christ is Lord and King and people who are like super deep into the new age, right? And I hope that you meet me on the other side. I hope that you come to the, <laughs> to the side where I'm in because baby, it's about to get weird. It's about to get weird. Going back to you have an audience of one. No matter where you stand, because if you are chosen, you are going to be a public figure in your community, in your city, in your town. You're going to be irresistible, magnetic, because you have a bigger purpose, because you were called to be set apart. So whenever you are faced with a whole bunch of attention and a whole bunch of cameras and a whole bunch of lighting, what? Whenever you're faced with all of these things, I want you to remember one thing and remember me when I say this, you have an audience of one. It doesn't matter about everybody that's watching you. It doesn't matter about everybody who's judging you and criticizing you. What matters is how your heavenly father views you. And if you are pursuing the purpose that he has called you to do, if you are being obedient, I know this is deep. I told you in the beginning it was going to get deep. I told you. <laughs> So we end this with saying, I end this with saying this, choose, choose. You are at a perfect time to decide where you want your life to go. You are the chosen one. You were chosen. If you have watched this lecture throughout the entire, throughout its entirety, you are the chosen one. And I'm here to tell you that you have to make a choice, babe. You have to choose which side you're going to lean on. Are you going to decide to lean on your heavenly father and decide to start doing devotionals and start your journal to start finding masterminds to start and, you know, finding a mentor who can be your spiritual guide as well? Because that's what I do. Even though I'm super connected with God, I have my own coach, y'all. I need my own coach. Because she gets to challenge me as well. She gets to point out the things that I need to work on. And you, if you are a chosen one, you need that as well. Because while being the chosen one, while being a woman of 
of um, of resources, of blessings and things like that, people are going to want to strip that away from you. People are going to want to throw hate at you. And you need to be able to discern which voice you listen to. Because if you if you let it plug into your, you know, if you let that voice come into your ear, you're going to speak it because it's going to go directly into your heart and then you're going to speak it. You don't want that. I speak good and I bless people because I listen to my heavenly father. I listen to scripture. I listen to his love, to his lovely words. And I want you to do the same thing. So now I ask you, you have to choose. I tell you, you need to choose. Because 2024 is all about mastery. It's all about mastering your craft. It's no longer playing games. No, we need to choose. And with that being said, I hope that you view the law of attraction in a very different light. The law of attraction is a cheap copy of the law of love. Please remember that. Woo, spicy. I'll be seeing you guys on the next class. I hope that you guys enjoyed this lecture. It is probably going to be a really long lecture, but you guys are going to be expecting a lot of these lectures later on. Please let me know in the comments if you like it or not. I mean, either way, I'm still going to be posting it because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be obedient to what God is asking me to do now. Um, but either way, thank you so much for listening through through and through this lecture. I hope that you have a bigger understanding and a lot of more clarity onto what I mean by the law of attraction is a cheap, cheap copy. Just think of Sheehan. Think of Sheehan. And the law of love is luxury. Think of Prada. Think of Chanel. Think of Hermes. Think of all those luxurious items. And I feel like they don't, they're not, they're not equivalent to the law of love. But just so that you can understand me. A little bit better i use that reference so you can have a visual ladies you are given god seriously gave you so many diamonds so many pearls so many gems and we are see what we are doing is saying no no i actually don't want this i want this other cheap thing that's like a mock of you how embarrassing is that let's not let's not let's be wiser than that and with that being said ladies be wise.